had much to say, but man, I still think them cats are crazy. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Juco Take Podcast. As you might recognize, this is Carter Goodwin. Um, we are here in studio tonight, coming back to you. Uh, it feels really good to be back, and uh, we'll get in a little later to where we've been, but man, we have a huge show lined up today. We've got huge golf news, NBA playoffs, some MLB baseball talk, along with many other things in the world of sports, and always we have Madman of the Week and Dang Bro of the Week. Maybe even we might change that to Madman of the Month and Dang Bro of the Month because we've been gone for so long. But we can't get started without mentioning who else is in studio with me here today. And sitting to my left, we have the pride of Rogersville, Alabama, the master of terrible impressions, and the king of the air fryer, ladies and gentlemen, our producer, Mr. Joshua Derricott. How's it going, family, friends, boys and girls? The boys are back in town. As you can hear, we're playing the song. The boys are back in town. Oh, yeah. And to say we've been busy is uh, a little bit of an understatement. So, with that, we'll jump right in. Why not? I don't know what's on our list first. I guess we're going to talk about what we've been doing. Yeah, I mean, it's like, like Josh mentioned, to say that we're busy would be an understatement. We have been across the state of Alabama, across the United States over the past few months. Uh, been on a few flights. Of course, golf, is, golf has been the reason for us traveling, which we're very fortunate that we were able to take all these trips. But, uh, I mean, golf, it's good to have school, a little break right now. School, uh, we finished up school, finished up our exams, finished everything up, and now, um, now it's, it's, it's time to – Get ready for the summer grind. I mean, for for those athletes and and especially the golfers that listen to this podcast, you know that summer is summer's where you summer's where you make your hay. Summer's mm-hmm. where you get better. Yeah. You're playing a lot more competitive tournaments over the summer, and it's just awesome. You get to see you get to see your friends who played other schools that you didn't get to see in the summer, and just get back to everybody. Weather's nice here in Birmingham, Alabama. Well, we're not in Birmingham; we're in Coleman, but weather's been nice. Um, past few days and we're in a heat wave we're a little bit of a heat wave right we now are, we are <laughs> so uh that's always nice but josh why don't we get into to to some of where where we've traveled over the past few months yeah so we started down the postseason we started down in uh montgomery out at lagoon park great venue if anybody was there you know what that means great that's venue. a that's a sarcastic comment yeah um Lagoon Park. Fairways are about as tight as this room we're sitting in right here. Literally. I think on average they're like – seriously, they're probably 15 yards wide. Maybe maybe tighter than that. Yeah, I mean, maybe a little bit more than 15. Just – but it's – it's the angles are so stupid. Yeah, they are. (laughs) The angles are – angles are crazy, crazy dog legs. But, I mean, hey. Yeah, was a was fun. So I, that was I played well. Yeah, so that was <coughs> regionals. That was regionals. That was the start of our postseason. We played well there as a team, I believe. I think I thought 
thought we were so. we were in the league going into the final round. Yep. So we finished third. Yep. And then I was in the lead going into the final round. Yep. <laughs> we won't talk about that. Yeah. And then we came back, and then two weeks later we went back to Montgomery, played Arrowhead. Nicer venue. Nicer venue. No sarcasm. No. Yeah. No sarcasm. And then the Natty, the national championship. Yep. Qualified for the national championship, flew out to Lubbock, Texas, uh, to just furthermore the quote that got Tommy Tuberville. I was just fixing to say, Coach Tuberville, Coach Tuberville, you were right saying that Lubbock is a lot like Iraq. He wasn't lying, or it looks a lot like Iraq from what we We, know of. I mean, was not lying. Love Coach Tuberville, and I've got to say, I agree with him. Mm -hmm. I mean. When, when you're landing in the airport, it's just, it's just fields, and it is so, uh, it is so flat, and it is so windy there. That flight going, that flight landing into Lubbock, we landed in forty mile an hour winds. Let's talk about, can we, can we get into how stupid our travel arrangements were? Yeah, so we flew. Now, first, let me give a disclaimer. For anyone from Wallace State that might be listening, thank you for the opportunity for letting us go on this trip. I want to go ahead and throw out, throw yep. that out there, but. Let's, but just the route that we had to take was a little absurd. Yeah, so we drove, got up at two thirty. Two thirty. I didn't even go to sleep. Yeah, just, yeah. Left the school at two thirty. Drove to Atlanta. Went to Atlanta, to Vegas. And just first off, the Atlanta Hartsville Jackson International Airport. I, it's got like worst places. Places that I do not want to be. It's it's right up there on the right top of the up list. There with it, the, uh, Gosh, if you know me, place. you know I don't like crowds. I really don't like. I mean, I do like people. I just don't. I don't know. I don't. You know. Yeah. I'm a, I thought it, it was so funny though because for the for everybody that knows Atlanta is the busiest airport in North America. I think it's the busiest airport in the world. It could be. I mean, my gosh. But it, we're <laughs> we're getting on the little train thing to. To go to our to go to our terminal, and I just cracked up because the little voiceover person said, "Please maintain six feet of distance between you and the nearest traveler." Yeah, and I'm like, "Okay, how how in the world yeah. are you supposed to maintain six feet of distance in the freaking Atlanta airport when you've got thousands and thousands of people coming through there on the daily?" You don't, and it's just that's I just, just to make people funny. feel good. Probably to keep them from getting sued or something. Yeah. If somebody got COVID in the airport. So we got to Atlanta, flew to but Vegas. But my goodness, you better not take your mask off on that plane. Oh, God. Yeah, we got a story about that. <laughs> so flew to Vegas. Vegas. Vegas was fun. It I was liked, fun. I mean, we stayed, well, we were there for like two hours. Yeah. And, and I I enjoyed the Las Vegas airport. It was a lot better than the Atlanta. I mean, it was, it was nastier, but, but it was smaller. But I think that's why I enjoyed the Las Vegas airport yes. was because I was coming from Atlanta. And, like, I stepped off the yeah. plane and didn't have 500 people within a six-foot radius of me. I think that's why I enjoyed yeah. it so much. And then, like, before we got into Vegas, like, 30 minutes before we got landed in Vegas, we flew over the Grand Canyon. And that was super cool. That was cool. That was cool. Yeah. The flight from Atlanta to Vegas, while it was long, it was very picturesque yeah. in that in that latter, yep. that latter third. What was it, four and a half? Yeah, I think it was four and a half. Give or take. It wasn't bad. So I was so tired, I slept most of the oh, way, yeah. honestly. 
Yeah. Like, because it's just like I said, we left at 2.30. I didn't mm-hmm. go to sleep the night before. I was, I, I passed out on that plane. Yeah, so flew from from Vegas. We flew into Lubbock. That was like an hour and a half flight. But 30 minutes, maybe even 45 minutes before we landed, you always hate when the pilot goes, please attendees, we're going to have you put on your seatbelts. We've got to go through a little bit of bumps. And you hate when you hear that. I mean, just coming from Las Vegas to Lubbock, Texas, think about the part of the country you're flying over. It's just desert. The wind blows there. There's mountains coming out of Las Vegas. I mean, it was really – the taking off out of Las Vegas was rough too because it's Take just – off. The air, yeah. the air comes comes around those mountains, and it just causes major turbulence. Mm-hmm. And then when we were flying – when we were coming into Lubbock, it was just like – Oh, my god! It was like a roller coaster. Like, yes. Because the day we got there – like, you know the little weather app on your phone, the little iPhone weather app, yep. and how it has, like, the one little logo for the day? Mm-hmm. Well, the logo for the day was the windy symbol. Oh, we and, love that. And so I've come to find out over over the past few years playing golf, when you when you see the wind symbol, that means that it's over 20 miles an hour. And you probably shouldn't go out and play golf on that day. Now, it was, in, it was way in excess of 20 miles an hour when we got on the ground in Lubbock. Oh, but, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean – Lubbock, we got there. So yeah, we so we landed in Lubbock, windy as crap. Okay, yeah. so we we go in, we we chill out of the hotel. We got a practice room the next day, and hotel was cool. Thank goodness that the practice round win did not show up in the tournament because the practice well, round win is the most win I've off, ever played in. First off, thank God that the practice round wasn't until four o'clock that day. Yeah, and we could just have some time to chill. I mean, yeah. That was yes. pretty sick. So we so practice round wind, literally 30. blowing thirty, gusting into the mid forties. Like seriously, like you couldn't you couldn't let your golf bag stand normal. You had to lay it down or it was gone. Couldn't wear a, a hat. Couldn't wear a hat. I hit a I hit a and and Josh can testify this. I hit a literal four hundred yard drive downwind. And like everybody then, did on that hole five. Yeah. Yep. And then literally turned around on the next hole and hit it, maybe two fifty. Maybe. 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 <laughs> With a little bit of help from the ground. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, good week in Texas. Uh, yep. Played. Played. It's called the Rawls Course in Lubbock, Texas, home of Texas Tech. Who actually um, just won their? They just won the region that did they played really? in. Yes. I uh, don't quote me on that. I will check that. Almost spot. they 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 either sure they, they finished second. Did they make it to national? They did make it. Um, good for them. I will look, but yeah, that good finish by them. It was uh, the course. While we're at it, real quick, we need to give a shout out to because uh, I mean, as, as y'all have heard on this podcast, we have we we have a really good relationship with with the UAB golf team. Mm-hmm. Let's give a shout out to them for making it to the yeah, national championship. For real, we, uh, my guys. <laughs> Shout out to UAB golf team. We had a UAB golfer on yeah, the podcast. As y'all might recall, uh, a couple episodes ago, Ethan Haygood, uh, my good friend, uh, put up a nice little 67 in the final round. No big deal. Um, my other teammate from Spain Park, Nick Robillard, put up a 67. Um, so, Spain Park guys, carrying all this. We're like, see, go Jags. Yes, sir. But, yeah, congratulations to them, man. That's awesome. Good for them. Look forward to watching them on Golf Channel in the coming weeks. They're heading out to Arizona. 
to go play in the national championship there, national golf championship. So that would be super fun. And um, I'm trying to find the. I'm almost positive they they did win it. I'll look on their Instagram. I'm just well, curious. To, I mean, kind of catching a squirrel. To get into to get into a little bit of a to get into a little bit of a deep golf talk for a second here. I mean, I don't know how you aren't just a insane ball striker playing at that course that we played at for every day. Yeah. Uh, by the way, they did win it. They did win? Yes. Congratulations, and Texas Tech, I guess. I mean, I want to say. Whatever. I'm more they had Pepperdine was in that region. I mean, there were some big old teams in that one. I mean. Finished at 16 under. Yeah. No big deal. But. <clears throat> Main takeaway I want from that little segment to be is congratulations to our UAB friends. Yes. I'm looking forward to that. Is, that is excited, very cool. Super excited. They uh, they were not in it going into the final round. Uh, we need to let everybody were, know that. They shot 13 they were, under. They were in it, but they but they were. They had to play good. And and they shot Boy, did they do 13 it. under as a team. Had the best team round of the day by a lot. Seven. Six or seven. And, that, and Texas was in their region. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they were not in a, a little bitty region. Uh, what about our um, – actually, no. I think they gassed it. Did Auburn make it? I don't know. I didn't look. I know they were leading, and then – I was so I was so fascinated with my friends at UAB playing that – Yeah, I mean, look. But we – let me – I'll actually pull up the teams that made it. We'll see. <clears throat> I just – We've got – let's see. Florida State, Clemson, Wake Forest, Arizona State, SMU, Texas Tech, Georgia Tech, Oregon State, uh, East Tennessee State. Wow. Okay. South Carolina, Purdue, Oklahoma, Texas, Illinois, Vanderbilt, Tennessee. We all knew they would make it. San Francisco, Arkansas, Louisville, UAB, Little Rock. That was the story. Little Rock. Michigan State, Colorado State, Utah, Jacksonville. San Diego, TCU, Sam Houston, San Diego State, wait, Florida. Wait, 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 wait. These are teams in the national championship? Yes. You sure these aren't just teams in the regional? Nope. This is NCAA D1 men's championship. Wow. Okay. San Diego State, Florida, Liberty, Georgia, Pepperdine, North Carolina, and Oklahoma State. So Auburn wasn't listed there. Mm-mm. And these could be, I think, some of these smaller schools might be individuals that played in – they might just have that their... might be it because because that sounded like a whole lot of teams. I don't think it was that many. But Little Rock did make it. But team wise, good for them. Congratulations. Uh, while we're on the topic of just NCAA college golf, what a bad look for the NCAA with the whole NCAA women's regional that they canceled. Yeah. What a I mean, what a terrible look. Come on, I I just want to be so, like the NCAA or whoever put this tournament, or whoever was running this tournament, deserves all the blame. Because us golfers know we have played on days where we felt like the course was unplayable and we Mm -hmm. shouldn't be out there. But, I mean, at the end of the day, if that's what you have to play in to get to determine who gets the national championship, you're doing it. Yeah. And there is no hesitation from anybody to play in it. And it's just the way that they worded the statement where they came out and they said, the course is playable, but it's not in championship condition. Was the exact quote that I guess the tournament director said yeah. or whatever? What just a terrible comment to uh, make. And I mean, come on, come on, NCAA! Like that's that's absolutely just 
I, What's I mean, your take on it? Especially this day and age with how hostile we are. Well, and, Let's, well, I, mean, and I mean, not even, not even to go this way, but think about, do you remember just two, three months ago with the NCAA Women's Basketball Tournament? Yeah. How they straight gypped the women Did we not learn? on a weight room. Did we not learn? That was that was absolutely absurd. How they just didn't give the women close to the same facilities yeah. the men had. And I mean, like I, I don't think this is a sexist issue. I think this was just a terrible time and place for this to happen. And just the way they worded it and mm-hmm. the situation that it was in just felt terrible. Because I I can I mean, if you're one of those teams that is trying to make it to the national championship, and I think top six made it, top six made it, and there's 12 teams in the field. Mm-hmm. If you're one of those like teams that are ranked like seventh, eighth, ninth coming into the week, and you know, like, like you and your team, man, y'all been practicing, y'all been vibing, you know, just hey, let's put up two, three good rounds right here, and we're going to the national championship. And then just to have that opportunity just stripped from you. And, I mean, some people, I mean, they talk about some people, that's how they ended their, that's how their career. That's how they ended their career. And that's yep. just that's just terrible. Any chance I can take a little jab at the NCAA, I like to. Yeah. I like to because I think that's just absolutely pitiful. Yeah. I meant to make this. This is totally off of that. But I meant to, it's just come in my head. And I think some people will relate to this, but this is not even golf related. <clears throat> Back to the school thing and how we are finally done. <clears throat> I think everybody goes through this literally two and a half weeks before classes are over and your exams are over and whatnot. You start doing the math in your head. You're like, okay, if I can get this, I can have this as a final grade. And for some reason, I am I have never failed a class still. But two weeks before... It did not look like that, and I ended up finishing the class with, uh, I think. Do you even want to say it I on think, the podcast? No, I, I ended up finishing the class with like a 3-1, so I'll be fine with that. So thank you for the, thank you for the clapping. So that was, I think everybody little goes through that know, stretch. Well, does everybody know that you control what sounds and you just clap for yourself? So, yeah, so. whatever. Yeah. But, but um, with man. that, I mean, do we want to transition to what we got going on? Yeah, so I mean that's just been a little bit of a wrap up of where we've been talking about some some news in the world and and by far the biggest story of the week Mr. Philip Alfred Mickelson yeah has won the PGA Championship that uh at age 50 age 50 that's 50 years 11 months and some change. Yeah, well, I mean. Absolutely absurd. Yeah, we'll go ahead and give him a little bit of a round of applause. You're welcome, Phil. I know he's listening. I don't think that does him justice, but. Yeah, whatever. it'll be all right. He got plenty of round of applause, especially walking down the 18th. Phil, with call everybody in. flogging him. I Phil, think. call into the show, and we'll give you the proper amount of respect when yeah. you call in. So. Yeah. But, yeah, what a wild scene. I mean, for those of you all that didn't watch, um, of course, they did have limited fans of the PGA Championship because of COVID. They said that there were about 10,000. Now, all 10,000 ended we're up. on 18. All 10,000 ended up in the 18th fairway and on the 18th green. So that was wild. But, <laughs> I mean, not to, 
not to borrow a little bit of a segment from a from another podcast, but man, hot seat uh, the security guards. Yes, for at Kiowa Island in I, South Carolina. Honestly, How, that's like, that's all I could think about when he was walking down eighteen and you couldn't find him, dude. Because that's you got one job, security I am, guards. I'm all for I'm all for the coming down the fairway behind him. Yep. The atmosphere that that created, I mean, because that is a extremely historical moment, and I believe that the reaction to those fans was completely mm-hmm. justified. I also think, you know How, what I like about it? When they let the fans come on to, like, 18 and whatnot, that gives me, like, old, old-timey. Old, old-time yeah. vibes where Jack Nicholas and Arnold Palmer were out there playing yeah. and there was no ropes. Yeah, for sure. But I just think, but it got, it got too excessive. People were... Literally grabbing Phil, Brooks Kepka couldn't even be found no. for five minutes, and I, I bet you haven't even saw this because we hadn't talked about this. Brooks Kepka came out with some with comments after the round and said that people tried yeah. people kept on bumping into his knee yep. and hitting his knee and everything, and and I mean take it for what you. I'm not I'm not a huge Brook, Brooks Kepka fan. I'm not a Brooks Kepka stan, but I'm also not a hater of Brooks yeah. Kepka. Um. I don't care who it is. I don't think that that is – that's not right. Yeah. Like, like Brooks Kepka, for what it's worth, he does have a – he is injured. He mm-hmm. did just have knee surgery a few months ago, um, according to the reports. And yeah. We can, we can get into this. According to the reports, he shouldn't be out on the course. I find that hard to believe. I feel like they're just milking the story a little bit. I also bit. think he's that's kind of milking person. it when he's re- reading his putts and marking it. Right, come on, bro. But I maybe think, he's not. If he does it for seventy-two holes, may, but, you got to be a mastermind. But dude, he might be. I just, I just have the feeling that he's milking it just to kind of be like, if I do lose, if yeah. I do lose this, it's because of that. And yeah. if I don't lose it, it's like Tiger Woods at the 08 U.S. Yeah. Open. Yeah. Like it's it like even, a, yeah. it's like a heroic type thing. Um, hold on. Bef- before we get to Burks Kepka, we have to give the proper amount of time and respect to Phil Mickelson. I didn't mean to get off on that tangent on Bruce Kepka. Okay, but before we do that, I want to – so walking – when Phil was – after he had just hit his shot, his approach shot into the green. God, what a shot. Great shot. But – oh, God. We're watching the uh, Miami and the um, Milwaukee game right now. And, some, I mean, they just shoved Giannis down. Oh, well. But besides that, walking – when Phil had hit that shot – and then the crowd started, like, and he got shoved. I was like, whoa, Nelly. Like, I mean, of course, I'm I'm sure there were some beverages involved yes. with oh, the people God. that were walking down the fairway. Um, on top of the fact that you've been sitting out in the 85-degree sun for 10 hours yeah. <laughs> waiting on this moment, you've been a little overserved, perhaps. <laughs> we'll put it in that way. Probably um, by choice. Yeah. But that's just – and then – you get the chance to you're you're five feet away from Phil Mickelson, you're you're probably gonna go mm-hmm. go try to get a hug. <laughs> yeah, I mean and it almost fell. I was like, What God. what's going on here? That's your leader. Yeah, I just thought it was interesting. I mean, it took it it no exaggeration, it took Brooks an extra two to three minutes to get to the green because he couldn't get through yeah. the sea of people. I think seriously, like I think that they had this, like the security team, and I don't know how it works, but with the, the PGA guys, like that ran the tournament, 
Uh, they probably had a serious come to Jesus moment with the security well, guy or the security leader. All right, I'm gonna get a little little s- subtle flex in right here, but I was at East Lake in 2018 when Tiger Woods won. You weren't touching Tiger. I was, I was on my, w- I was in the 18th fairway, hollering, screaming, following him down. I do think it's kind of funny though because it's, it's just weird how a crowd of people works like. It's really fascinating how mm-hmm. a crowd of thousands of people work like that. <laughs> I, rem- I vividly remember my dad and I had got to 18, and we were standing on the rope line about 50 yards out from the green. Perfect spot. We got there like two, three hours early. And I vividly remember a, a guy in a very, very, very official looking, had on like a coat and tie, probably on the tournament committee, came up and down the rope line and said, guys, we are not letting fans onto the course at the conclusion. Y'all will not be following them down the 18th. Mm-hmm. I vividly remember him coming by and saying that. And somewhere upstream, contain got broken. Yeah. They started coming down, and then at that point, you're not stopping anybody. You're not, but they didn't let Tiger get touched. But at the same time, though, <clears throat> They kind of did a good job of adapting on their feet at East Lake. Yeah, I everybody think, got out of the crowd of people just fine. Nobody, yeah. nobody was touched. Tiger was not touched. No. Rory didn't get touched. Their caddies didn't get touched. But it got to the point though where Phil was walking down and Tim, his caddy, was protecting him. Yeah, like, it was <laughs> it was wild. At that point, just put eight security guards around the two players and walk them down. Nonetheless, though, I don't want to take away from the gravity of the scene. I don't want to take away from the gravity of the scene, the impact of the moment. Yeah, I mean, the fans did make the moment there. That was, was cool. awesome. That was so awesome. I was so, I mean, just incredible scene. And, you know, Phil Mickelson has been a player throughout his career that has been known to kind of, I don't want to say fake it, mm-hmm. fake his way around, but he's made a lot of putts and hit a lot of good chip shots that have yeah. saved him. This golf that he played this week at Kiowa Island, the longest course in major championship history. Probably. 7,800 yards. Yes, and it's going to end up being one of the toughest in the, of the year, one of the toughest tournaments of the year, oh, for yeah. sure. Might be the toughest. Phil Mickelson played just flawless golf. Yeah. He was hitting fairways, which he is not known to do. He was hitting fairways. And not only was he hitting fairways, he was hitting the ball past Brooks freaking Kepka. Hitting bombs, as he likes to say. Phil was legitimately hitting bombs. Yeah. And I was just so impressed with his iron ball striking, his ball striking in general. He made putts that he needed to make. He made putts he was supposed to make. Nice little – he shipped it well. Nice little – God, that bunker bunker shot. Yeah. The whole lot from the bunker on hole six, I think that's going to be the defining moment of the tournament. Yeah, it was definitely that's like That's a defining the, shot. The yeah. defining moment is obviously coming down 18. Yeah, it was definitely like, yeah, that's more than likely the nail on the coffin. But it's just, like, it's just like it's just like you got that on. you got that feel on hole 6 when he hold that bunker shot, you're like, I think this is his time. Like yeah. like I think it's meant to be. I think today's his day. And I'm really glad it was. I mean, it's like I said, I mean, I'm not a Brooks Koepka stan. I'm not a Brooks Koepka hater. He's just kind of there for me. I respect the crap out of him. Four major championships and seven starts, which he did. Impressive. But I was super happy to see this storyline of Phil Mickelson come together. So let's look at – let's go down the leaderboard. 
Let's look I'm going to shout out Ricky Fowler. Yeah. So we've got got a special Rick, Ricky Fowler got a special exemption into this tournament, which sounds which sounds a lot which sounds a lot worse than it actually is. Special exemption makes it sound like he was mm-hmm. he was entitled to something which he wasn't. The more and more you look at it, the more you realize it about for the PGA Championship, about half the field com- is compiled of people with special exemptions. Yeah. Um, you know, they really need to change the name of special exemption to just like tournament invite. The way we make the field, yeah, just, because just say tournament invite. Yeah. Um. So we got Harry I'm, Higgs T four. Hold on, we're gonna give our own little segment to Harry Higgs because hold on, let's let, let's go ahead and wrap Ricky Fowler up real quick. Okay. Golf is a better place when Ricky Fowler is playing good. It is. 100%. Holden, you're welcome for Ricky Fowler playing good. He played good. Uh, Holden was telling me today. He finished like 17th a couple weeks ago at some tournament. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, I just. For how much of a struggle he's been, a cut made is a win like, at this point. Yeah. Like, like you want to, like, we haven't given Ricky enough appreciation. Like, Jordan, like. What like what we consider Jordan slump? Ricky would have killed for that. Like, oh, yeah. like Ricky, like it was like Ricky's good year. Ricky's like losing his tour card, yeah. man. Like, yeah. like Ricky's not in the majors. Ricky's not exempted into the majors. His tour card's pretty solidified right now. Um, after that finish, like I know I was I was listening to No Laying Up podcast, and uh, of course their guys do a lot more research and stuff mm-hmm. on this. Ricky Fowler, the putt he missed on eighteen for par is like a six footer for par. How much? He had to top five to get into the Masters. Oh dang! So he's not in the Masters for next year. He'll figure it out. Which he'll is sad. It. He'll he's he'll get. He's gonna have, but he's gonna have to get back up in the top fifty in the world. And I just yeah. I don't know where he is right now. All right, so Ricky, congratulations, sporting the orange. Good job, man. Um, let's go down the list from Kepka on. So Padraig Harrington. So Louis Hazen. Louis Hazen. He does nothing for me. Yeah. Padraig Harrington. Ryder Cup captain for the European side this year. Podrick Harrington, Josh, beat his whole entire Ryder Cup team at this PGA Championship. <laughs> Tip of the cap. Yes, for sure. That is insane. Podrick has not made a cut in a major in five years. Wait, so Louis Oosthuizen won't be on his? Louis Oosthuizen's from South Africa, okay, not the Ryder Cup. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Europe. Now Louis is on. Now Louis is on, the, on president's the president's belt. Yeah. But great playing by Mr. Harrington. Now let's get to Harry Higgs. Harry Higgs, nice as as finish. Scott Van Pelt has coined the term, the big rig. Yes. Um. I bet you don't know this. This was Harry Higgs' first major championship that he's ever played in. I do know that though, just because I like Harry Higgs. I I was. Bogey free sixty nine in the final round. Impressive, impressive stuff. Congratulations, Mister Higgs. Mucho respect for that round, and just that finish, man. And now you're exempt into the next majors. I mean, you're exempt in the PGA Championship, U.S. Open, everything. So bogey free seventy. Congratulations. Was it seventy? I thought it was sixty nine. Two hundred. My bad. Give you a little too much respect. I really oh, yeah. thought it was 69. That Shane Lowry sneaked up in there. Yeah. Three under final round. Scotty Scheffler. I Top know, Well, he didn't get any TV time. No. It's kind of odd. Colin Morikawa. Yeah. 
TA, Abraham answered a nice little final round to sneak him in. 65, dude. Yeah. Dude went off. Yeah, greens were soft in the morning. <laughs> hey, but, yeah, whatever. We're Cute. not going to discredit Abraham answers round because yeah. the greens in the major championship were a little softer. Yeah. Tony Finau, T8. Just backdoor top 10 for days. John Rom, T8. Kevin Streelman, T8. Justin Rose, T8. And my man, Will Zalatoris, T8. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say this right now. He's going to win the U.S. Open this year. I think that's his tournament he's going to win. And it's going to be sick because he's not going to have a store card. That's a very, very bold pick. I don't think it is. I respect it. I respect it. I mean, I respect that. I definitely I think just... he's up there in people's picks because if you go look at the last three majors. I guess he's top. He's top ten in all of them. T6 at the U.S. Open at winged foot. Second at the Masters. Second at the Masters and then. T8 here. T8 here. Yeah, very impressive. <laughs> I just, I mean, there's such a difference between winning and finishing. There is, I think, I mean. But I'm not saying he can't do it at all. I'm just saying he's not going to be my pick, and we'll save this clip for if he wins, and I will happily apologize. But I don't know. I don't know my pick yet for the U.S. Open. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm riding a little bit too much on the Phil Mickelson high. I mean, if yeah. Phil Mickelson, if he – if he drives the ball as well as he did this week at Kiowa, hits his irons as well as he did, and the fact that it's a home game for him at Torrey Pines this year, he's going to be hard to beat. Yeah, now. but we know who Phil is. This no. this Phil we don't get every week. Oh, no. Absolutely. You don't get this from everybody every week, though. But. Haven't, you, you haven't gotten this Phil in years. Yeah. But it is what I mean. Uh, guess who finished dead last? John Daly. John Daly. Saw that. Yeah. Uh, he just needs to. I was really I was really disappointed in my boy JT. John Daly just needs to I mean, come on. Yeah. Just don't play. Xander Shoffley didn't make the cut. Kind of That's just, DJ didn't make the cut, which DJ. I think a little bit of the, the people that are in the golf world right now might have saw that one coming a little he's He's, He's fixing to lose uh, world number one too. If if JT would have, if JT would have played remotely well this week, he would have got to world number one. But at the same time, though, you remember right before DJ went on that just ungodly tear last yeah. year, he he like missed the cut at a PGA Tour event, shot like seventy eight eighty or something like that, and then had shot. to withdraw yeah. from a tournament the next week. And shot 3,200 the next week. And then went and won, won the FedEx Cup, won the Masters in the fall. Just absolutely Basically, he won every tournament in the FedEx and lost in a playoff in one of them. Yeah. Dear God. (laughs) That stretch of golf that DJ put on last year during the FedEx Cup playoffs is – Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to compare it to Tiger because – I'm I'm not going to do that. No, but it was the closest thing we've seen to Tiger. But it was the most dominant golf that we have seen since Tiger. Yes. That's a fact. For sure. Um Let's talk about the course for a second. Let's okay. let's wrap up this golf talk with the course. Okay. Um I thought the course showed extremely well. I thought it was a very good fit for a major championship. I thought they had I thought they towed that line. Very, very well. I thought it was a like, especially for the PGA 
championship that is normally the flattest major ever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's never been more flat than the year that Jimmy Walker won it. Like, like for for those of y'all that don't understand really what Josh is talking about, I think I might be able to put this in a little more context. The U.S. Open is known as the hardest mm-hmm. test in golf. The Open is the Open. Yeah. It's, the Masters is the best, And in my then opinion. the Masters is obviously in its own echelon, and the PGA just kind of is there. There, yeah. And the players is more of a major than the PGA. Some year. I mean, like it in, really is. In some years, depending on the venue. Yeah. Now this venue showed extremely well. And I, I think, think we're going to see it, Kiowa. Pretty like yeah, it's going to be there. I mean, it was there in 2012. It's when yeah. Rory won by eight. We'll pretty pretty uneventful. It's pretty uneventful in 2012 yeah. when Rory won. But this it was rainy too, wasn't it that week? Like that I was think, the crowning. Well, it was in. I don't really. Remember. It was in August, and it was it totally was different August. weather. It was in August, different weather. I think it was hot. Yeah, it was. I think it was like yeah, stupid hot, yeah. like humid hot. It's right on that sea, and you're sitting on the dunes. Yeah. Now, that's just wild. Yeah, but thought the course showed well. Course did provided a fantastic leaderboard. Great tournament. It was. It was. It really was a good tournament. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I didn't. Get I to, thought. I didn't get to watch it as much as I would have liked to, but I did get to watch Saturday and Sunday. So. I just thought. It was so cool how you could make boat, you could make birdie if you hit a really good shot, but you could so easily make bogey. Oh yeah. And I think sometimes, like that's the line I'm talking about. Sometimes courses play so hard that they're just birdie is not possible. Yeah, yeah. Birdie was possible, but that bogey was just as right there, just as. Even more prominent. Yeah, like it was a lot easier to make a bogey than it was a birdie. Yeah. But you could still make birdies. I thought that was very, very cool yeah. to see. I thought it was a great, great showcase. So, a little bit of a segue. We've got MLB baseball. Let's talk baseball. Now, we're only going to talk about one team. Yeah. It deserves so, mentioning. We see the Braves beat the Pirates 20 to 1 a couple nights ago. Yeah, in one game. It was 20 to nothing at like the. Like eighth inning or something, and they let one guy score, which sucks. But it's still, crowning. twenty to one, Braves outscored Pirates thirty three to three for three for a three game series. I wonder what the record for like the for like a series like. You know what I'm saying? Like like what's the record for most outscored? No, I'm sure it's, it's not, not it's, that. Yeah, it's I'm sure be it's more not that. that. I mean, it's gonna be more than that. But yeah. I just think that's that that's absolutely wild. Yeah, and. Everyone that's listened to the podcast for a while knows my main allegiance in the MLB is to the Red Sox. And now the Red Sox are playing very good baseball right now, first in the AL East. Go Sox. But my second favorite team is the Braves. It's my it's the, my my parents grew up about an hour and a half from Atlanta on I-85. And they used to they used to go to Braves games frequently. And that's their team. That's the team. My grandfather was a huge Braves fan, so I'm inherently a huge Braves fan, which is awesome. So love to see them play good. They're my team in the NL. Red Sox are my team in the AL. But nice going, Braves. I mean, yeah, very nice little show. Good playing. So super excited for them. That's our baseball talk. Baseball talk over. Yeah, I'm playing some bangers tonight. Absolutely. So now we we dig into what is probably the biggest thing going on in sports now. Right yeah, now, correct. I mean, 
Yeah, it, at NBA the playoffs is bigger, bigger than hockey playoffs. Yeah. We can say that, right? I'm just going to go ahead and be straight up. I don't know what's going on in the hockey playoffs. I never do. Maybe no two if or you three want, teams. If you're a hockey fan and you want to see some ho- hockey talk, why don't you just send me a little message on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter? Yeah. And we can talk about it there. So. Um, as always, let me just go ahead and plug the social medias yeah, real we'll quick. At the Juco Take on Instagram and Twitter. Follow us. We have a Facebook page. Um, go, what is it, like us on Facebook? Like the page, I think. Like the page on Facebook. Go follow it. Um, as always, I, Josh and I uh, have the Instagram and Twitter accounts on our phone, and we will be responding to anybody's DMs. So just talk to us. We love to hear your interaction. We've had a lot of good feedback over the past yep. few episodes. So love to hear your interaction. Talk to us. Now let's get into the NBA playoffs, Josh. So we've got Suns versus Lakers, Heat versus Bucks, Sixers versus Wizards, Celtics versus Nets, Hawks versus Knicks, Nuggets versus Blazers, and Grizzlies versus Jazz, and Mavs versus Clippers. And this is the first round yeah. of the NBA playoffs. Um, so the play-in – hold on. Step back real quick. The play-in game between the Warriors mm-hmm. and the Lakers was absolutely electric. Yeah. For those of y'all that know me, I'm a Warriors fan, huge Steph Curry fan. Um, but the game that the Warriors and the Lakers had was insane. It was awesome game. Unfortunately, the Warriors lost, and then unfortunately, the Warriors lost to the Grizzlies. Let's just say I cannot wait for Klay Thompson to be back for the sake of the Warriors because they're lacking depth. But on to first, let's talk about the Suns versus the Lakers. Yeah, so I haven't... Suns being a two-seed, the Lakers being a seven-seed. Ever since the NBA got political, that started last year and it just kept on going. Haven't gave much... Haven't given much to the NBA, so Suns are good, I hear. Yeah, the Suns have had a really good season. Obviously, finishing second in the West is no small task. Mm-hmm. Um, Devin Booker is turning into one of the best players in the league, and he is so underrated solely because I think he plays for the Phoenix Suns. And yes. I think that some respect is getting put on his name. Let's go look at the box score. I think I, I, think I saw where he had 37 in this game. Jeez. Uh, I'm looking, looking, looking. 34, excuse me. Devin Booker, 34. 34 points, 13 of 26 shooting, 3 for 7 from the three-point line. Um, 7 rebounds, 8 assists, 34, 8, and 7. I'd say it's a really good game. And the thing is, I mean, he had most points. He had the most points in the whole game. Yeah. Because LeBron only had 18. Anthony Davis only had 13. Anthony Davis, to me, is one of those players I don't understand how he doesn't just have 30 a game. Like, he is so he is so dominant, he's so big, and he's so good. How does he not just – do you understand what I'm saying? Like, no, I uh, – like, like, how does he not just absolutely dominate the he's league? He's a seven-footer and – And can shoot. And can move kind of like a point guard sometimes, too. Yeah. Doesn't really – he's a seven-footer, but doesn't really know he's a seven-footer. You know what I mean? Like, plays yeah. – so, yeah, 99 to 90. I don't think that this uh, series is going to go in the Suns' favor. 
I just have such – I mean, like, that's I mean, why the playoffs this year are so interesting to me because LeBron LeBron and the Lakers – now, for the record, I'm not a LeBron fan, not a Lakers fan at all. But I will say LeBron missed, like, 30-something games this season. Yeah. Anthony Davis missed in the 20s in games this season, so their regular season record was not good. And now that Anthony Davis and LeBron are back, I just – I mean, I know they're a seven seed, but I feel like that is so not what they really are. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. As much as I want the Suns to win, I'm with you right there, and I just don't know if, despite all my dislike for LeBron, I cannot discount the fact that he is the second greatest basketball mm-hmm. player of all time. Yeah. And that in the moment, when the when the moment is there, he rises to that moment. Yeah, if he's not on the floor because of a flop. Well, yeah, but that's a completely different issue. But so there's Phoenix. So there's Phoenix versus LA. What's next on our list? Heat versus Bucks. So we're watching Game Two live right now. The score is ninety three to sixty two, ninety four to sixty two, in the third quarter. Yeah. Milwaukee is winning. It looks like they are going to take this game Thanks pretty Thanks for coming handily. out, Miami. Um, Milwaukee, if they win this game, would be up 2-0. Had, they scored 43 points in the first quarter. I want to look at the statistics, but I feel like if you score more than 40 points in the first quarter, you probably have a very good chance of winning the game. Yeah, unless you're playing the Warriors with well, yeah. a healthy Clay Thompson. Goodness, yeah. <laughs> um, I just... Yeah, I mean, Heat Bucks doesn't really do much for no. me. I mean, Giannis, yeah, but Jimmy Butler playing for the Heat. Heat made it to the finals last year. That's cool and all. I think for, the Bucks. I think the Bucks have this series yeah, I in, think, in the bag. I think most of these we can kind of move through kind of fast. Sixers, Sixers, Warriors. Sixers, Wizards. I mean, Sixers, Wizards. Excuse me. Um, we do need to. We, we we do need to give Russell Westbrook a little bit of credit. Most triple doubles of all time yeah. in the NBA yeah. passed that mark a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. It's just your team sucks. Yeah. And you're playing the Sixers, who yeah. I believe are the one seed in the East. Yes. And just Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons had one of the most odd games, I think, in the history of the N- yeah. NBA. Six points, 15 rebounds, 15 assists. How? How do you only have six points? I mean. I think you got to try. What whatever we're not gonna get into that. Joel yeah. Embiid had a great game. Tobias was it Tobias Harris that had yeah. it. Tobias Harris played well. Uh, we, Sixers are up one zero. Mm-hmm. I don't see I don't see the Wizards winning that series. No. I think it might even be a sweep. Yeah. Um, Celtics versus Nets. Celtics again had to play their way in. Yeah. I. I mean, I mean Nets are up one zero. Nets gonna be the Nets Sixers. They're going to be the teams to beat. I would think. If they're firing. Well, Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving combined for like 87 points in their win. That's exactly why you brought them to Brooklyn. I'm glad to see them playing well. I'm a huge Kevin Durant fan. Don't like James Harden, Kyrie Irving. I'm indifferent. But um, Nets are up 1-0 again. I don't see the Celtics winning this series. I do think they're going to sneak a game or two out. Yeah. I don't think they're going to win, though. No. The Celtics are a very good team. They are. They're down Jalen Brown. Yeah. He got. Did you see how he got hurt? Yeah. Like, on a celebration. Yeah. Not a good look. Yeah, that's that's no good. 
Hawks Knicks. Okay, now like now this game was interesting. It's cool just to see like MSG Man. Madison Square Garden in like in playoff form again. Yeah, I've never seen it. I don't well, I don't remember. Oh, they might have snuck into the playoffs years ago, but I mean, it's just maybe when I was eight. It's just so cool to see the Knicks vibing now. Trey Young did Trey Young things and beat Tom them. Tom Thibodeau on the, I mean, coaching Rose again. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I think he needs. I think uh, Thibodeau needs to win Coach of the Year for what he's done with the Knicks. Like, yeah, taking them from the laughing stock of the NBA to a serious contender in the East. It would I mean, be awesome if we got Knicks versus uh, Nets, but that would have yeah. to be in the Eastern Conference Finals. Man, that would be but a that would be heated. awesome. That would be better. That's what I'm rooting for. Oh, me too, 100%. I Now, the Hawks are up 1-0 in this series. Trey Young hit a game winner Yeah. the other night. Cool scene. Um, now, this is a series, though, that I don't – That I mean, Hawks are up 1-0. I don't see it going the Hawks' way because they're not gonna. Just, uh, they're yeah. not gonna have the home court advantage, kind of like the Knicks do. Like, yeah, Atlanta, sure, they, it'll be a good crowd, but it's not gonna be a Madison Square. Garden this is one that crowd. I might be speaking a little bit more of my heart than my head here, but I do think the Knicks are gonna win the series. I want the Knicks to win the series, yeah. just because I think I like R.J. Barrett. Julius Randle is playing. I mean, he needs to be in contention for MVP. I don't think he is, but. He should be. Just, it's so cool to see. You're right. It's just so cool to see a playoff game in Madison Square Garden. We don't get to see much of those. Hopefully there's plenty more to come. Mm -hmm. Looks like there will be. But, yeah, Hawks are up 1-0. Don't really know what the end of that one's going to be. Hopefully next. But next, Nuggets Blazers. Nothing. Nothing for me. What a – Absolutely nothing for me. I have no – the only thing I know is that the Blazers are up 1-0. What just a a terrible draw that they're both on the West Coast. I mean, in Denver and in Portland, they're both on the West Coast. So their games are probably starting at 10, 11 o'clock our time. And we just have no idea. Like, there's no chance that I just accidentally flip across that game because I'll be asleep. So Another one that does nothing for me. Grizzlies versus Jazz. Absolutely nothing. The only thing that it might do a little bit for me is just because Memphis is three hours away. Now, hold on. I will say about this series. The Grizzlies had to play their way in. Yeah. And they beat the Jazz, the number one seed Jazz. They beat them in the first game. Yeah. Now, do I think that's sustainable? Absolutely not. However, I do think it's worth mentioning that Job Morant is legit. When I watched Job Morant play against the Warriors, because I watched the whole, that play-in game, Job Morant against the Warriors was... Exceptional. Like, yeah, that was pretty sick. Like he had such a good performance. He put up thirty mm-hmm. something against the Warriors, and I mean, great game. John Morant's legit. Uh, Grizzlies up one zero. Don't think they're gonna win. Mavs Clippers. Now I do have a little bit of a vested interest in the Mavs. I like the Mavs. Uh, is that uh, what's his name? Mark Cuban's team. Yeah, uh, Luca. Luca. Yeah. Luca plays for the. I like him in playoff form. I think the he's Clippers, cool dude. dude, the Clippers. We have to ask. Like, think about it. They went and got Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. The Clippers did. Yeah. If they can't win the series, like with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, 
You yeah. can't beat the Mavs in the first round? Like, we've got to start asking some questions about Doc Rivers? Doc Rivers is the coach at Philadelphia. He was he was the coach at the Clippers, though, right? Yeah, he was. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think that was a kind of cheap move. I don't know. I mean, it's just the Clippers, to me, are one of those teams that's just so – they have so much talent, but they're not performing. Yeah. I don't know. I, again – that little series does nothing for me other yeah. than Luca playing well and maybe having a 40-point game here and there. Mavs up 1-0. Yeah. So, with that, we can move to a little bit of NFL. We got some news Dude, out there. Dude, this league, man, we got some drama. Yeah. Starting with Aaron Rodgers not showing up today. Um, that I happened think, today? Yeah, that happened today. I didn't see that. Yeah. So, he just straight up didn't show up. Yeah, some OTA, what is that? Off-season training, so I don't know. I don't know. We're whatever it is, on that. whatever it is, I do. But it was I a know what it, thing. I know what it means, and I know the significance of him missing it. Yeah. So that that basically solidifies he's out, gone. Like you would think, but the thing is, the Packers might just play hard-headed here and not let him go. He might pull a James Harden. I mean, that's what it's looking like. Yeah, he could definitely pull a James Harden. So. Aaron Rodgers, I'm a big Titans guy. I would love, love. I, I see where there's a theory out there where the Titans are in his, like, top three or whatever. Yeah. Please, just come to the Titans. Please. I just don't think You'll, it's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, he would for sure, like, he would for sure win a championship there. Literally. Like, it well, don't especially matter. Especially with what we're fixing to talk about yeah, next. It, but. it don't matter if um, their defense is kind of mid. It don't matter when you got Aaron Rodgers throwing to uh, AJ, AJ Brown. Brown, and oh, by the way, you got Derrick Henry. Well, just kind of forgot about him. No, we didn't. <laughs> um, other player that we're talking, we need to talk about is Julio Jones. Julio Jones is out. That's kind of. I'm ready for it though. I, he's Do been th- there. I honestly think like we're getting a little late. In the Julio Jones era, we I could have liked I would have liked to see this maybe two or three years what ago. What has he been at the has he been in Atlanta for ten, eleven years? How long has he been in the I league? I think he got in the league in two thousand nine, two thousand ten. That's twelve ish. I think it's two thousand nine. Eleven, twelve. So. Wow. I mean it's just one of those things to me. Do you think that the you think the Falcons drafting Kyle Pitts upset him? Ah. Uh, I don't know why it would. I mean, to to a competitor, Kyle Pitts is darn good and is going to be in the league for a long time. He is like, I don't know, he just looks like an NFL receiver type. Well, he's like a, I mean, he is a man. Like, yes. he is, he's like a, he's like the size of a tight end, but the quickness of a receiver. Yeah, it just gives me major Randy Moss. So. Man, what a comparison. We can get to that. Yeah. But, again, it's one of those uh, – I know uh, on one of the podcasts we listen to, one of the hosts likes to talk about this a lot, the Falcons, every starter on their offense is a first-round draft pick. That's wild. Yeah. Now, however, I think it's Matt Ryan's time, like I think. <laughs> yeah, I, think, I was – I think he's had his career – I think they kind of whiffed if with he not wins, getting a quarterback. They if, didn't get a quarterback, right? No, they didn't. 
but it's like they were in that odd spot of the draft where all the where they I mean I think they were better off getting Kyle Pitts than getting a quarterback. But the only quarterback I think would have fit them would have been Trevor Lawrence and of course they weren't mm-hmm. getting him. Yeah. So like that's kind of the thing, but um dude the the news has taken the world by absolute storm. Tim Tebow signing with the Jacksonville Tim Jaguars. Tim Tebow signing with the Jaguars. What? Honestly, think this. Do you is have just any takes? Play- Do you have any just, takes on this? I think this is just a player coach. Do you have? Okay, so is that your take on this? Kind of, sort of, yeah. I think he's a. I think he's a good leader in the locker room, and I really just think Urban Meyer yeah. likes to, to have him around. He's just a morale booster. So I'm a huge Tim Tebow fan. Have been forever. I had a Tim Tebow jersey when he was at Florida, and just. Love Tim Tebow. I will say, however, I do not think he's good enough to play tight end. Heck no. Is he an athlete? Yes, but he's washed up as they come. And, dude, to play, like, tight end? To play tight end in the NFL? My thing about tight end is, first off, Tebow hasn't taken a hit in how many years has oh. it been since Tebow's taken a hit? Whatever. It doesn't matter. Not only as a tight end do you have to be involved in the physical part of the pass game and just catching balls over the middle, you have to be involved in the running game too. He is seeing, I mean, he's 6'3". I know that's that's not short by no means, but for the tight end? Like, think about the, the, domin- the dominant tight ends in the league. Travis Kelsey. Dr- Gronk. Gronk, Kittle. I mean, all those guys are six. All five those and guys, over. six, six, five, six, 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 units, six seven. And units. Just, Not saying Tim Tebow and they also, isn't a unit, but. and they also have a lot different mentality than Tim yes. Tebow does. Like they I have can't the mentality. Imagine Tim of just, Tebow trying to catch. Well, I can't imagine Tim Tebow like lining up on the line of scrimmage and like, you know what? I'm fixing to just run this linebacker over yeah. right here and take his soul. Like, like I just I said, don't see that. It's a player coach. I'm serious. You're going to see Tebow with the little but strappy my, thing on with a headset on but, giving Lawrence the, the my, play calls. But I almost think it's to the point where this has become such a publicity stunt that the players might turn against him almost. Like they might not. Like they might have some resentment against him. They could. I don't know. I think that that's a young enough locker room that – it's almost a, a, a respect thing. Maybe. That's just so wild. NFL news. Yeah, NFL news. Oh, we're getting close to wrapping the show up, and you know what that means it's time for. Yes, sir. Madman of the Week. Madman of the Week. Let's see what we got going on here. My Madman of the Week. Madman of the Month, really, is Mr. Will Zalatoris. Madman of our offseason. Yes. <laughs> Will Zalatoris has finished inside the top ten in his last uh, three majors. The uh, only three majors he's ever played in. Yeah. So, a nice little T6 at the U.S. Open. Nice little second at the Masters and uh, T8 this week. So, the man is alive and well. I think he is uh, – I think if you could bet him to – do top 25 at the U.S. Open, that, that's a very safe bet. Like, that's almost a lot. So, very, very safe bet, I'd say. So. Because even this week, in the first round, Will Zalatoris at the PJ Championship started off 
terribly. Yep. To the point where I texted you yep. and was like, dude, I think this just it's it, this is not good. Yep, he's a grinder. And then came all the way back in top ten. Yep. Hand up. I was impressed. Yep. Carter? All right, it's my madman of the week. Stephen Curry. Madman of the month. Madman of the month. Madman of our little hiatus that we took. Yep. Stephen Curry wins the scoring title for the for the season. Meaning he scored the most points per game, scored the most points. I mean, just all around playing statistically the best basketball he's ever played. Or it's right up there with the best basketball he's ever played. Yeah. For he's sure. an MVP he's an MVP finalist. He won't get it, but But God does he deserve it, I think. Yeah. Well, I don't I just think actually I don't I don't I can't say he won't get it because I haven't gave enough given enough to basketball this year, so maybe I mean I mean I've kept up with it a pretty good bit. I'm hearing Jokic is the favorite. Yeah, but I mean eh, Steph, Jokic, and I don't know if you saw LeBron commented on the whole thing and, and said, said Steph, Steph yeah. deserved MVP. And somebody like LeBron. I mean, we know LeBron pulls weight in the yeah. NBA. So So who knows? Hopefully we'll get hopefully we'll get Steph. Yeah. So I'd love it. Good job, Steph. Great, Great season. Job, Steph. Wish your team was a little better. Clay Thompson, get well soon. Yeah. Now. Dang. Dang, bro. Closing it dang, out. Dang, bro. Closing it out with the dang, bro. Oh. Oh, dang, bro. The month. My dang, bro. It's the Green Bay Packers. Dang, bro, you can't even keep Aaron Rodgers happy. Cheeseheads. Dang, bro, like, he didn't even show up to practice. The cheeseheads. What was he doing? Practicing in another facility? Who does that when they're on a team? Dang, bro. Dang. Aaron Rodgers is out. Come to the top. Dang. Carter, who is your dang, bro? Brooks Kepka. Brooks Kepka. Can't even win a PGA championship. I mean, he's out there on a broken knee. Dang, bro. Losing to a 51-year-old. Getting out dropped. <laughs> that was bad. That was bad. Dang. Just Brooks Kepka's strip got outdriven by a 51-year-old Phil Nicholson. Yeah. Let's never forget that. <laughs> so. But dang. Dang, bro. Or right. Play some golf. Well, that was a fun little show, Mr. Derricott. It was. I'm telling you what. I enjoyed it. It's like, who knows when we'll be back. Yeah. It's I'm, just I'm, kind of a fluid situation. We've got tournaments coming up, work coming up. We should we should be able to roll one out next week. I would think so. Probably. Not going to commit to anything. Cause no guarantees, but just be on the lookout. Yeah. We'll post it. We, we post it on social media, as always. Yeah. So keep an eye out. And we appreciate you listening. Share it, uh, share it with your friends. Let everybody else see it. And with that, all right, everybody, have a good one. We'll see y'all.